and welcome to Money Files. I'm Keena Newell from Wealth Over Now. I work every day with professional women and solopreneurs to help them get out of financial overwhelm and shame so they can experience more flexibility and ease with their finances. Are you ready to gain confidence and learn to manage your finances intentionally? Tune in and grab financial tips that will help you master the way you think about and manage your finances. I have some exciting news to share with you. I'm hosting a free masterclass next week on Wednesday, December 14th at 6 p.m. This masterclass is all about helping you experience drama-free spending. We all want to have a system that allows us to spend money without checking our bank account. So go to www.wealthovernow.com backslash masterclass to sign up. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Money Files. Today, I'm with my client, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Happy to be here. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Nicole Bell. I work for the U.S. government, so I work for the FDA. Um, I'm also an officer in the public health service, and I have a photography business. So I've I've got a lot going on over here. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you just were like, how am I supposed to introduce myself? See, you did fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, really my beginning question with you is like, Tell us in the beginning, like, what was your challenge? What made you reach out to work with me? Okay, this is a good starting place. So as Kina knows, I actually did a consultation with her, I think a couple years before we actually worked together. So I felt like I was in a place that I had a good handle on my finances, right? I didn't feel out of control or you know, that there was a fire around me and I'm just sitting there minding my business. It wasn't that (laughs) kind of situation. But I felt that I needed a second set of eyes or I needed a little bit of refining in my finances, right? And I, I think we talked about this early in our coaching relationship, right? I really wanted to again, just fine tune what I was doing with my finances. So working with you and some of what you do with your clients, to a certain extent was already doing them right. So money dates and things like that. And I have, you know, my spreadsheet and all of that. And I was doing those things, but I still felt that I just needed something extra needed a little bit more. And I couldn't see that me being the person looking at my finances, it was, you know, I felt like I needed another set of eyes. So that's really where I was in my initial um, contact with you and in wanting to hear more about your coaching. And then again, the second time that I reached out and, and we <laughs> finally got into our coaching uh, relationship. But Again, I felt like I was in an okay place. I just wanted to take that next step and just, again, have that refinement in my finances and have another set of eyes on what I thought was a good job. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's what initially brought me to you. I'm so glad that you brought up the fact that you you did two consults with me. <laughs> I'm curious if you remember, like what changed in between the first consult? Because I maybe said, said it was like a year and a half or so between the first consult and the second consult, but like what changed for you 
in you like getting on the phone and being like, yes, let's do this work. Right. Yeah. So I believe the the first time I was still in Maryland. So I think I've been following you on social media for some time, but I remember still being in Maryland. And I actually, I do remember this. I actually referred you to a friend of mine. I said, look, this is someone you need to talk to. I haven't worked with her personally, but from what I've seen, she is fantastic, right? So Mm -hmm. that was the initial the initial consult. And then the second time, so early last year, 2021, I actually refinanced my condo and I did a cash out refinance. So I had this lump sum of money in savings and I had ideas about what I wanted to do with that money. Um, And I had met with a financial advisor, which I know is different from you as a financial coach. And so I met with him and went over like the large picture, like the big picture of my finances, right? It wasn't that we were actually discussing the day-to-day, you know, some of those conversations that you might need to have with yourself on, whether you need to add another item to Amazon cart or buy another candle, right? So some (laughs) of those you know, some of those more intimate conversations that I wasn't going to get from my financial advisor, I realized with having refinanced my condo and wanting to do some things that I needed someone who could actually help me make some of those decisions and, and you know, work with me on on mindset, right? And, and the reasons why we spend and how we spend and how we can reframe what it is we want to get out of our money with our our spending habits and things like that. So that really was, I think that the driver the second time around was that I, again, you know, I had the big picture, you know, that part of it was, was accomplished, but some of the more smaller minutia of how we manage our money, I still wasn't fully settled on. So, you know, reaching back out to you and, and had worked with a financial advisor and knowing the difference and understanding the difference between an advisor and a coach, I felt that it was the right time for me to circle back around and really work with you in a way that, you know, I don't think I saw the first time around. So that was really the big difference for me at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you pointed out because like, if I thought of an overarching headline for you, it's like good to great. Because mm-hmm. I think some people think, especially depending on if they've listened to interviews with clients, right? It's like, oh, well, you have to be in a lot of debt or you don't, you need to know how to like save money. But like you're a six figure earner. I would also agree, like everything is going really well. You had a spreadsheet, you had the multiple accounts, yeah. you had all the things, <laughs> right, right? Like, right. but just being able, I know one conversation we had, and I'd equated it to like this analogy that I had when I was in teaching, and they talk like about a three legged stool where it's like, okay, I have you know, you, Kina, I have myself. And then, you know, we have this, like the advisor or a document, but we're actually able to look at like, am I making decisions in a way that actually are driving me towards the goals that I want to ultimately achieve? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I can say that looking back on our, our coaching partnership, that shift really, I've seen that And I'm able to, those decisions come a lot easier for me, right? And some of the smaller suggestions that, you know, I got from you in our sessions and also from social media, like, hey, put that in the cart, leave it for a day, see how you feel the next day. 
And it's really simple things like that, that we sometimes can't see the forest for the trees where we need someone who is outside of our day to day. You know, (laughs) during our sessions, I know sometimes I would meet with you on a week where I would meet with my therapist. And I'm like, Kina, like, this is just another (laughs) therapy session. Because again, it's like, for folks who have, you know, good relationships with their therapist or who are in therapy, you know, a lot of the things that I guess are like your aha moments, right? They're not really Mm -hmm. aha moments. Like we know these things, but it takes someone outside of our bubble, our our environment Mm -hmm. to say, hey, have you noticed that you X, Y, and Z? And it's like, okay, I just needed someone to bring that to my attention in a way that I might not have seen before. So I really enjoyed that about our conversations. And and it really was like a a part two of of therapy. So yeah, just just really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling somebody recently um, who wanted to work with me. I was like, one of my clients really loves to back their sessions up to therapy. So you you would like therapy and coaching on the same day. I hear they they work really well together. Highly, (laughs) highly recommend. Highly recommend. (laughs) Get you a double dose. When you're talking about like those shifts you had, like what were some of the shifts? Mm -hmm. So I'll talk a little bit about my photography business, right? And one of the things that we very much, that we talked a lot about, right, is me taking more ownership and more control of of the uh, ability for me to create the life that I want through my photography business, right? And the control that I have over that, which is one of my favorite things to do is be in control all the time. So all my clients like to be in control. Absolutely. Like me. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a common theme, right? So, you know, photography is for me, again, I, I mentioned that I'm I work for the FDA and I'm a public health service officer. And so I have a full-time job, right? And I love my job. I love the work that I do. I love the people that I work with. And for me, photography, I I have no desire to go full-time, right? People have been paying me to take photos of them for uh, about a decade now. And one of the things that I enjoy is that I can control how much work I take on. But one of the mindset shifts that I had with you and in our relationship was that in the way that I can control the work that I take on, I can use that to drive this life that I'm trying to create, right? We talk about travel a lot and and buying candles. I'm going to keep bringing that up. And, you know, some of the things <laughs> that we enjoy where I would prefer not to have to consider can I afford this? Or do I need to rob Peter to pay Paul to do these things or go on these trips with my friends and things like that? And using photography to be able to create that and looking at it in a different way, right? Looking at photography and my business as a, I guess I could say like a companion to my full-time job, right? And not Oh, well, I got to take extra jobs so I can do this. And looking at it more in a way where I'm using it to create a life that I want to see. I will say in the past two years at my full-time job, I've taken on a new position. I'm a supervisor now. And so that requires a lot of 
you know, extra hours, meetings and sitting in front of the computer where I previously was, you know, out in the field. And at the end of the day, I don't want to talk to anybody, you know? (laughs) And so (laughs) thinking about, okay, well, now I have a session after work or I've got sessions all weekend when I really would just like to be, you know, vegging out in bed, you know, I'm now looking at it where I'm able to say, hey, how long is the shoot really? You know, 45 minutes, an hour. And what can we use those earnings toward? You know, what can we use that money to do? What trips can we go on? Or, you know, it's just, it really, I think has allowed me to look past the immediate, uh, if you will, not immediate gratification, but it, it allows me to look past just doing the work, right? And really what energy I'm putting into my life, you know, a year, two years, five years. We talked also a lot about, you know, what I saw for my family, you know, what position would I love to be able to put my family in? And so a lot of the shifts that have happened for me have really, I think some part of it has gone outside of myself, right? Thinking about other things that I want to do and and who can I be there to support. So it's it's really been, um, I think, it, a really big eye opener for me. Again, looking past photography as just, okay, now I've got another business and all of the things that go along with owning and running a business to get me to look at things in a way that really, I think, I wasn't able to see initially. So it's been a shift in not only what I see for myself, but in my attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Where things are not just, uh, let me pack my my gear up and, you know, schlep it onto a session, but actually enjoying the work, the build up, the after, and then what I'm, I've accomplished and what I'm able to do, you know, with this business. So it's, it's been a really great shift for me in that regard. I feel like you said a lot and now I feel like I need to back up <laughs> okay. and provide some context <laughs> because we worked on your personal finances. Mm-hmm. So like just to recap for people who are listening, you make good money. We're not worried about you paying your bills. That's not the struggle. But I mean, I remember on our console, we're like, right, like a couple candles at Target shouldn't set you back. But also like I shouldn't have this full urge to maybe buy all the candles. So right. there was that. But then as you're like kind of, you also have this, business. And so we did talk about business finances as well. But one of the things I remember about our work together, which I feel like in what you just shared, you kind of highlighted for me is that, and I mean this in a loving way, like you were settled Mm -hmm. with like what you had, right? Because like, it's not like a pressing thing that you need to make more money. Because like, you know, like you're in the military. So it's like, yeah, my retirement's kind of set, like things are in motion. Mm -hmm. I remember asking you in one of like the first session, I was like, you know, what do you, where do you want to be in a year from now, five years from now? And it was kind of just like, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll be so there. I feel like one of my goals was like to poke you and poke and pry you to be like, right. Like what else could be true? Like what kind of life do you want during retirement? And cause really retirement for you could be sooner in the sense of like your years in service. Right. And it was like, have you actually visualized what that would look like for you? Or like when we were talking, I was like, you know, thinking about your mom or like thinking about your siblings. What are these other pieces that maybe you haven't considered? So I think we went into like kind of 
blow up your big picture and to see like, what are the things that you're doing right now that could drive you towards creating a different life? Which for me all starts with a budget. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't I don't think that sometimes people like see the connection because like I think you can build a life through numbers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You know, being a, a single woman, no kids, part of my thoughts on savings and retirement and, and these things that we are as working uh people plan for the future, right? You mentioned my pension and things like that, where it's difficult for me to imagine. Well, it was, it was difficult for me to imagine the purpose of me saving. Why do I have a retirement account? You know, I have a pension or why am I doing these things where it's just going to be me? Right. And like you said, blowing up my life and thinking about these other areas that of course, they're on my mind, right? My family and and continuing to enjoy the things that I do on a daily basis. But it really was, you poked me, like you said, to think about things in a way that I hadn't before. And like you always say, it's putting names to these dollars, right? So let's say, you know, I was, I can't remember the percentage, but I wasn't maxing out my retirement, right? So it's like, okay, well, I'm saving for retirement. But if I max it out, so what? You know, who's going to be the beneficiary of that? And just, again, blowing up things where it really, I don't want to say force, that doesn't seem like the the right word, but it, it allowed me to look at the reasons why I am doing things outside of, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to contribute to your retirement account. You're supposed to have savings. Like, okay, yeah, they say we're supposed to, but for what? Do you want to redo your bathroom at some point? Do you want to send your mom somewhere? Do you want to retire your mom? Like, these are things that I don't think I actually considered were to be possibilities because, again, it's it's just me. But that doesn't mean that there weren't areas in my life that I could, you know, be allocating, if you will, these funds to, not in the immediate future. And that's okay. So, yeah, you definitely blew things up for me in a in a good way. Well, because I think like as you're talking about that, and for those people who know what I look like, I'm a black woman. Nicole <laughs> is a black woman, and what it kind of brings up for me as well is like thinking about like I know my story. Like my parents didn't go to college, and thinking like my dad were, were also like military people, so they like live off of retirement from the military, etc. But like my life looks different than theirs, and. I think it was funny because like in working with you, I feel like our birthdays are like a week away. I'm like, we're basically yep. the same person. Yep. Um, yep. So I need to share with her all of these dreams <laughs> that I have because as I've like met other people and been exposed to different things, it's made me ask different questions. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of hidden limitations that I was just talking about is like, if you kind of think about what you've been surrounded by and you only hear the people around you talking about you know, the things that they're talking about. Like my mom and dad are not worried about going to Croatia mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> so, or thinking about like, do you want multiple streams of income or like, what could that do for you? Like, that's not the household that I grew up in. And so those things come from people outside of me, like having those conversations, having those thoughts. And I just wanted to highlight that because I think that if you're listening to this, 
Like you may see the work that I do with clients as just like we're saving money or paying down debt, which I think like that's important. Mm -hmm. But it's also thinking about like, what are the possibilities that you haven't considered? And I think it speaks to the importance of investing in yourself in a new way because it's like, oh, well, this person can hold dreams that I didn't even know I had. And I get to like, kind of have access to what I want to pull into my future. Right, right. Yeah, that that exposure is is super important. Because, you know, like you mentioned, we like our birthdays are close, we're both deltas, you know, we have a lot of shared experiences. But that doesn't mean we can't expose each other to new experiences and new ideas. And things that, you know, we hadn't considered even having, you know, a lot of similarities. And that's one thing that I appreciate, not only in this coaching relationships, but I think that for people who are involved in, in other similar type, you know, situations, mentorships and and things like that, it's about that exposure because we can't all have the same life experiences. Uh, that's just not possible. And so to be exposed to things in a way that allows you to expand, really just blow up your mindset and what you thought was possible is really, I think, an invaluable and not always a benefit that people might come into this relationship thinking they're going to get. Uh, And so that to me, I think was unexpected. It was unexpected. And I think really one of the biggest parts of our partnership was the exposure and and really looking past what I thought was possible, even for my own life. Yeah. Listen, that's my number one goal. I'm like, (laughs) no, you can do these things. I think we like all need someone who believes in us Mm because you can't, I know when I've worked with coaches, like they've given me thoughts and I'm like, like if I think about my business, when somebody told me I can make like a $10,000 a month, I was like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because according to historical data, you know, like, <laughs> it's like right. things that you don't believe to be true. And I know for you, like when I was looking at your business, I'm like, set a goal because it's going to frame everything for you. Like it's mm-hmm. going to frame like the amount of money you can create or what comes up for you when you think about making $50,000 a year and what's supposed to be a side hustle. Right. right? And I know one of the tangible results of like that work was you were, you weren't paying yourself like regularly a set amount. No, you just were giving, you know, just, I need some personal cash. (laughs) Yeah. But your, your business like started taking care of itself. Like Mm -hmm. it's its own whole entity. And then you were able to separate out your personal finances and really think about like what your money could do for you month to month. And you get paid once a month, which I know is another hiccup for people that they're like, I don't know. Oh boy. I, I can't, I can't imagine going back to not getting, give me all of my money. In fact, I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) it's the 28th. It's about to be my time. (laughs) You know, I think what, for my business, because I had, you know, like separate checking account and, and I wasn't really paying myself as I should have been. But you also, well, I don't want to say refined. I think you did a little bit more with my business than <laughs> refinement. But it was just setting things up in a way that makes so much more sense, right? 
having different accounts for my taxes and, and gear repairs and things where it's like, now, Nicole, you know that you need to get your gear clean once a year or however often. So why don't you have a line item for that? And I'm like, Kena, you're right. <laughs> you know. And again, it's the things that, you know, looking at my business from my perspective, having a different perspective to say, hey, you know, you do this. Like, why don't you just make it a line item? And it's like, oh, what a great idea. Again, this is how <laughs> I feel in therapy where it's like, I know these things, but having someone else to point them out to me in a way that I hadn't considered before is just like, you can't put a price on that. It's just really, yeah. If anybody is on the fence about <laughs> coaching, it's more than the dollar amount, right? It really does allow you to think about your personal finances, your business finances, other areas of in, in your life that you had not considered and being able to bring everything together just, you know, it really does allow you to push further, bring, you know, things into your life that you couldn't have imagined. And yeah, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're talking about some of these little things, the other thing I remember is on your personal side, I remember being like, do you get your hair braided before you go on trips? Like, how do you, how do you bring these little things in? Cause it's like the smallest things that are tripping you up mm -hmm. and making you feel like, dang, I shouldn't be going on this yacht vacation with my girls because <laughs> I didn't remember that I get my hair braided, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's not that overt when you're in the midst of it, but it's like, you feel like you're not, I feel like the thing you wanted to do was to be able to spend money freely without having to think about it. Yes. There's a lot less thought. And I don't mean to say I'm spending money carelessly or recklessly, but buying things that are both necessities and our wants, I find that I do that or I'm able to do that with less thought now, right? You brought up me getting my hair braided. I'm actually going on vacation next week and I have to get my hair braided, right? So it's like, oh yeah, let me make that appointment because I know that money is already there. You know, I don't have mm -hmm. to think about where am I going to pull that money from? I bought a plane ticket for my birthday, which is what, five, six months away from now. No problem. That money is already there. So it's, again, I don't want to say it's mindless spending, but it's not mindless. It's just, it's like having no worries. Like, right, right. The systems are in place. The it's systems not, are in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you've accounted for how you want to spend money. And I was thinking about our uh, chat today and, and some things crept up into my head. And, and I mentioned having the World Cup on. And so the World Cup will be here in 2026. I was like, ooh, I need to set up my bucket for the World Cup. Like, <laughs> you know, because... When the tickets go on sale, I've already told my friends, I say, hey, look, there are no questions. You know, you all need to have your money ready because we are buying these tickets. Right. So it allows me to have that foresight. And to me, that's where the freedom comes from. Right. The freedom comes from having biweekly money dates. The freedom comes from thinking about what's coming up, what things come up every year. Right. Christmas is here. Right. I'm not worried about Christmas. I've been saving for Christmas since last Christmas. So it's, it's things like that where it's freedom. It's the freedom for me to be able to, to do the things that I want to do and not have to worry about where the money is coming from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
How did it feel to invest in yourself at this level? It was scary at first. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It was scary. I will say this. You get what you pay for. So Mm, I believe in that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you will get what you pay for. But with anything in life, right? You have to consider what the return is. And I think having done a a consultation with you uh, a year and a half, two years before we actually worked together, seeing the work that you have done with your other clients, seeing the results, I think the second time around, it was a no-brainer. I want to say that, you know, having followed you on social media, um, listening to your podcast, it wasn't a difficult decision. Uh, it wasn't a difficult decision to work with you. It was only a matter of me wanting to be serious with myself, right? And, you know, <laughs> because again, I thought I was or not thought I was in a good place, right? I had some systems in place. There were things, you know, I had different buckets and things like that. But you have a a very, I don't want to say uncanny, but you have a very good way of <laughs> gently telling people about themselves, right? And it's with love. You tell people about themselves with love and grace and understanding. <laughs> and, you know, it's a no judgment zone. And I really want, I've brought up therapy, but I want to equate your, you know, your relationship with your clients also like a doctor patient relationship, right? If your clients are not honest with you about what's going on, where they are in their finances, they're not going to get the full benefit of the relationship, right? So I encourage people, be honest with Kina, lay everything out. And that's really how you will come out of this, having invested in yourself, me having invested in myself, I feel that I've come out on the other side and I'm like, I can handle anything. What do you want to throw at me? Like, you know, we, we can do it. And I think that is really what I have taken away from this investment is the ability to take on or to bear the brunt of any financial troubles because everything is not going to be great all the time, right? I'm going to knock on wood, but you know, my appliances are 10 plus years old. Something's going to happen at some point in time. I'm not worried about it. So it's really the freedom, the freedom and the ability for me to adjust, to pivot. That is, I think, for me, and also the mindset shift, right? And not just my personal, but really my business. I think that's the biggest mindset shift that I've had with you. That to me, the investment that I have I have taken on and put in myself is just, it really is invaluable because I believe I have set myself up to continue to be a high earner, to make more money and not feel that... I don't know what to do with myself or with, you know, my, my newfound uh, resources. So uh, I think it's been invaluable. I still am using all of the tools you have given me. So yeah, it's the investment has been priceless pretty much. Is there like any setbacks that you've had that you can think of that you've like been able to navigate that maybe you feel like you wouldn't have been able to navigate? 
Yes. So I, um, I actually closed on my investment property in September. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I I save a little nugget. So one of the things that is, you know, it is starting to creep up a little bit, but I have, I closed in September and I had some work done on the place and was ready to have it rented out October 1st. It has not been rented. So on December 1st will be the second mortgage payment that I have to cover on this place. It I'm is also, your bill. It is my mm-hmm. bill. I'm covering the utilities. I am covering everything on this home that is currently vacant. So I am every day saying a prayer that God will bring me some tenants <laughs> for this duplex. But, you know, in my mind, I'm closing and I'm like, okay, you know, in two weeks, it's going to be ready to go. And then we'll get somebody in October. You know, my first payment isn't due until November. No worries. I'm going to have somebody in there post haste. Yeah, no, that's not. (laughs) So I allotted a certain amount of my savings over to this property for repairs and anything else, property management funds, things like that. And so the money is there. The money is there to pay the mortgage. I'm not pulling money out of my own paycheck every month to cover the mortgage or cover the utilities. So that was not on my radar to be covering mm-hmm. two mortgages. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's definitely been a setback because, you know, we talked about this and me wanting to buy this, buy a property and, it hasn't gone the way I thought. And that's okay because again, we have the funds to cover it. So as much as I do not like paying two mortgages, it is okay for now. But yeah, it's been a learning experience for me in that you got to have some savings. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you got to have savings and things are, to your point, right? To the question, things are not always going to go well, right? And how do we, again, how do we bear the brunt of some of those, some of those problems that creep up? And so I'm, my antennas are a little concerned, but that's just me being uh, very cautious with money. But yeah, I, I think it'll, it'll work out when it does. But until that happens, I'll be paying two mortgages. And like, even as you're thinking about this conversation, right? I think, because mm-hmm. you talked a lot about mindset earlier and life is going to life regardless. Absolutely. If you're over the age of 18, you figured that out already. <laughs> but in thinking about that, it's like, what do you choose to think about it? Mm-hmm. And what do you make different situations mean about yourself? I think that that's the common difference, I would say, like in between people that, have, that I've worked with versus like people that are coming to me and what they would make any financial disruption mean, right? Like, oh, yeah. see, I shouldn't have bought this property. I knew X, Y, Z, right? And so the, you start mm-hmm. attaching it to like past things that have happened versus like being able to keep, even if your antennas are up, being able to keep that kind of neutral space. Right. Like, it's going to be okay. I did prepare for this. And like reminding yourself that you did have a plan. Yeah. Um, and this is a part of the plan, even though you really didn't want to touch the money that you had saved. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah, it'll all work out. <laughs> it's all going to work yeah. out. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? One of the biggest takeaways for me in coming to you and 
thinking I was in a good place. And like you said, going from good to great, because to me, I was like, okay, well, what am I, what am I going to get from this? Am I going to get something valuable? Am I going to get that return on the investment? And the question was absolutely yes. Right. So I guess for folks like myself who are in a good place, there's always room for improvement, right? There's always a space to be poked and prodded and have some of those questions asked of you and maybe not having an answer right away, but thinking about what those answers could be and what those shifts in your mindset, what what that would like for the life that you're trying to create. I, I think you asked all the right questions that got that message from me out because Again, that to me was the question that I had for myself is I'm good, but you took me from good to great. So I hope anybody who's in that position who might be on the fence is like, no, go from good to great. Trust me. Absolutely. Go from good to great. I love it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Welcome. <laughs> All right, Nicole, thank you for joining me and tune into my podcast episode next week. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Money Files. If you're ready to take the next step to reach your financial goals, head to www.wealthofrenow.com backslash appointment and let's get started.